Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about more fucking price increases, unscrupulous sources, I hope you can hear my air quotes, and more silly shit. So our first topic for today is that annual passes increased by $225 overnight the other day. Ouch. $225. Fuck. So this is after the increase in October when Disney increased their overall uh, ticket pricing. Um, I, I personally, this human Val, uh, chatted with the support team the night before the increase to regular ticket prices was coming. And I was like, hey, are you guys going to increase APs? And they used the language of, uh, we have not been informed of any increases at this time or something like that, that like made you feel like you should be fine. And lo and behold, the next morning, um, you know, they had increased them by some significant amount. And I was pissed because we were in our renewal period. And I like screenshotted what our prices would have been in all this. Uh, and the next day I went to guest services in Epcot and made my poor long suffering husband wait while I was like, look, I'll renew if you give me yesterday's price. If you don't, then you just lost APs. I was just hiding in the shade around the side of the building, just sort of waiting and hoping that they would, you know, do the Disney thing, which... In most cases, like, yeah, they'll do it. But when it comes to, like, Disney not yeah. getting, Money's. you know, a couple hundred bucks yeah. or whatever, they tend to really make it a little bit more bothersome. Yeah. So funny. as not to encourage people, I think, to uh, to just go complain until they get money off of everything. Yeah. So it was, it was last year that all worked out fine. Um, this year, when these increases came out, again, this is eight months since those increases. And it was just a flat, unwarned $225 for, I'm talking about for the, um, the platinum pass for out-of-staters overnight. Um, so that pass became $1,119 before tax. After tax, it's like $1,191. Um, and... I was mad. Everyone was mad. Everyone was freaking out on the old Reddit and uh, the internet in general. And for us, honestly, it didn't price us out, but on principle, uh, it, partially on principle and partly on um, the actual cost uh, savings it used to provide, um, it effectively made it clear that we weren't going to renew um, when ours would come up in November. Um, right. The the money just didn't work out yeah, where so, we, we didn't necessarily have the confidence that we would actually come out ahead if we bought APs at the new price. Right. So you would have to use it. We would have to use it. Uh, anyone would have to use it like at least three trips to make it worth it because two five-day passes going on the base ticket prices because you obviously can't price it on the variables without knowing exact dates you want to compare. Um, two five-day tickets like two separate trips worth of five day in a row tickets would be $990 before tax. Two 10 day passes for 10 days in a row is $1,100 because of the whole thing where more days in a row, it gets cheaper per day. Literally, you could do 10, two, what are brains? You could do two 10 day in a row trips 
for less than the cost of an annual pass. The only way to make it worth it is if you had like a five day and a four day and like a three day or something, because that kind of trip with the way that daily pricing works, you could come out ahead. Um, again, this isn't taking into account like the taxes and the variable price stuff, but you used to be able to say, great, if I'm going to go on two trips of five days or more a year or four days or more a year, it'd be worth it. Um, and it's not clearly worth it because in effect, they're trying to price folks out. They're trying to make it not worth it. They're clearly trying to decrease the annual pass guest count um, because unless you're within driving distance of the parks, it doesn't really make sense to to get an annual pass. Right. It, it seems like at this point, their, their intention here is to still make it viable for people that would go for a weekend many times exactly. over the year. It absolutely makes sense for those people because of the short trip tax, basically. Yep. So, you know, six one and a half day trips suddenly becomes ridiculously expensive if you don't have an AP. Yep. And that still makes sense. But again, for us, it was, you know, at the at the new price, like we didn't think we were going to go enough in yeah. the next year. There's just for it no to make, Or at least we couldn't, we couldn't be certain. Exactly. Whereas before it was like, oh, cool. If I want to go twice, it just makes sense to get an AP. Um, and it, I asserted and some guy got mad about it on Reddit, but I asserted that I honestly, we wouldn't surprise me if APs within driving distance went up some, um, because with Galaxy's Edge opening, I think you'll get folks who weren't necessarily the type who would go get annual passes. I think you'll have enough non-Disney fans getting hype about it that those folks will up their APs and this guy was real mad, but I do think that's going to happen is will drop and then closer folks will go up. We also were talking earlier, the annual pass holders uh, sometimes get room discounts, right? What if that doesn't happen yeah. because Galaxy's Edge? Well, right. Like, that's the thing. I'm you know, expecting that. You can't that a count on that perk to actually definitely happen. We finally saw my prediction of free dining going away almost come true uh, because it was restricted to like August or something this year. So that's not... Um, like normally it used to go for through part of November. Um, and from what I heard anyway, from a friend who is a Disney vacation planner, who's going down in August, um, it, it, it's gone, you know, it was basically only in August this year. So I think most of those promotions that are meant to drive traffic, they don't need to do those because folks want to go, whether it's for Galaxy's Edge or in general, I mean, in general attendance has right. gotten better, but Galaxy's Edge is going to spike attendance. So I really do think that. They just don't, you know, they're like, well, fuck it. We don't care. And so I'm not expecting that our November trip is going to see a discount come out in August or so when those hotel discounts often do. I think that you're going to see perks go down because they can get away with it. Because the the crux of every price increase that Disney has done in the last few years, whether it's ticket pricing, whether it's making you pay for parking, um, any of those other things, they can get away with it. Everyone's going to Walt Disney World. People keep going through the increases and people will go even more because of Galaxy's Edge. So that's well, how the, econ the economy stuff works. Yeah, the, the business flip side of that too is they are undergoing massive work that costs a ton of money on the parks too. So of course, you know, the shareholders and the board and all that are expecting them to be raking it in yeah, it's turning as a result. Huge profits. So, yeah, from a business so perspective, it makes discount, sense. Right, they're going to discount just, as little as possible. But it's just it frustrating because yeah. I'm already, I was already concerned. I mean, one of the first things we talked about, one of the first things on our big topic list for this podcast was like the concern that they're pricing out 
increasingly more of like just middle-class families. And that sucks. Like that's something that I don't want it to be, you know, that it's a, it's already kind of a luxury vacation from a lot of people's perspectives, but I don't want it to be that only people who are like in the highest possible economic tier are able to go to Walt Disney World. Like that sucks. Yeah, it sort of seems like the direction they're heading is uh, unless you can afford to own property, you can't afford to go to Disney. Right. You know. And then there is currently a hot tip, which I probably should have opened with. Um, there is a hot tip. You can still get uh, old price annual passes from Sam's Club. So heads up to various people on our Walt Disney World and also the podcast, I guess, Backside of Disney that I wasn't familiar with, but they tweeted this even though their podcast is apparently defunct or has been off for a while. Um, You can purchase them at Sam's Club. I'm going to have Sam put the link in the actual post that this, you know, the the link in the description. Um, They are, you have to be a Sam's Club member, although there is a 24-hour guest membership type of thing, so you might be able to do that. Um, we don't have Sam's clubs around here. So I actually just bought a friend in Alabama, a membership and then, uh, and, and used that to grab them. They are, um, considerably cheaper. I think after tax, it was somewhere in the like $930 range. So it's not the price. It wasn't the price you would have gotten renewing ours this year at the old rate. Um, but it is a, um, considerably cheaper than getting them currently. So what we did is I purchased those within an hour or so. Um, the code arrived to my email and I added it in my Disney experience. I assigned one to me and one to Sam and that was that. I'm going to have to double check what happens when we get to the parks. I'm planning on calling Disney and being like, hey, because their online chat could not fathom what might happen. But I was like, what's going to happen when we tap in in November? Is it going to like access the new one? Because I've heard there are always issues when you have multiple active tickets attached to an account if it activates then we'd be basically we'd be losing three days it's not a big deal or we get right. there right before our ap's but expire. it's the principle of the thing exactly also that's part of why i bought them because we realized that we had booked our trip obviously assuming we were going to be renewing we had booked our trip not to be inside the you know completely inside the window of our right. current ap's so yeah, we'd sort of considered it not to be a big deal because yeah, the we were like, we'll just renew. But if we'd known that these were coming, maybe we would have yeah. made sure that we were entirely within this annual and pass so that we could punt on it. This fucking change, this increase came like the week after I bought airfare, so I couldn't of course, fucking right. change it right. because JetBlue. Because I'm anyway. So at the same time, <sighs> you know, I'm happy with when we're going. So yeah, you know. and I'm also and I'm happy with the fact that um, you know, that we will have APs for another year. You could, these also, the APs you get at Sam's Club are good through 2030. So theoretically, if you really had a bunch of money lying around and wanted to, um, you could buy old price APs. I don't know how many they have left because they obviously don't show you that. But as of today, they are still, and today is uh, Saturday, June 29th. uh, So not necessarily when we release this, but we haven't seen them go away yet. It's been like a week or two. Stock up on them and you sell could, them at yeah, a profit. You not sell them. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you could add them all to my Disney experience, or yep. or just hold on to the codes because you basically you could also just we could have waited and just gone to a kiosk at Walt Disney World and been like right. add this shit to my account. But right. um, but effectively, you could you could stock up on them and you could have APs through 2030 if you really wanted to uh, make that that's, move. That's an interesting point. When you when you have renewal prices, I presume you can't add multiple years of pass or anything. No, like I don't the only think so. way the only way you can do something like this is with 
vouchers effectively. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. And it's it's a voucher. I know somebody had said like, oh, well, it doesn't mention certain perks of APs that they normally are. But as far as anyone can tell, they're just normal APs. Because well, and it has the same name. They've only ha- Yeah, you know? they've only had... Um, Sam's Club only got these in like March. They only started their program oh, like really? March of this I didn't year. So that was that's new. real fucking lucky. Yep. <laughs> so hopefully that's still true by the time this goes up and you can take advantage of that if you want to. Again, it was way more affordable than it would have been to get them. You know, again, we wouldn't have renewed. Um, yeah, I mean, between just... the two of us, we saved over $300? Over close to four? Five. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, so it was it was 930 something versus 11. Versus eleven ninety one after. Oh, it was eleven ninety one. I thought it was. Yeah, like it was. It's almost twelve hundred dollars after tax. Okay. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. So that's a huge deal. It's a significant savings. Like it's it's a significant savings over, um, over retail as it were. Um, and it's funny because they're showing it as like gate price eleven nineteen plus tax. Like, right. So their Sam's Club is even comparing it. Um, to the new prices versus the old. So I think it was even slightly discounted against the old. I think it was because the old ones were eight ninety four and this is eight sixty five before tax. So oh wow, yeah, it's actually even discounted so versus the gate, proper the Sam's Club. They, exactly. they got a bulk discount. Yep, yep, and yep. That's, and that's and really therefore, like with AAA and stuff, they still have them because they bought, right. they purchased effectively. They purchased vouchers themselves at a discounted rate. Right, so. and that that presumably means because the way that the contracts with those work, uh, they are Sam's Club probably can't even legally up the price on those right. for their current inventory. Yep. So find. I mean, if you if you want to try that trick, like I really hope it still works for a while because I think it will help some folks. Yeah. It's time to bitch about a blog because the guy's a fucking jackass. Okay, so. Oh, wrong park, Val. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there is going to be a Nintendo park, isn't there? Yeah. Shit. Well, fuck them. Um, <laughs> so uh, so we're going to talk about the quote-unquote unscrupulous sources that I mentioned earlier. Um, this is some fucking drama that has occurred over the last couple of weeks um, around Walt Disney World News Today, the premier Walt Disney World news fan site blog the clickbaitiest blog it's very clickbaity it gets it's always in our phone our like google home feed things in our discover i think it's google discover because they they've called it like 16 yeah they they rename it every day so but it what it's the the google discover thing all of the disney news that from there almost all of it that that it ever shows me is like w news today um so the what happened if you're not familiar with this drama is that um They published two major rumors in the last couple of weeks, one being that the Tiki Room was closing and one being that Country Bear Jamboree was closing. Um, And basically what happened this week, which has been really interesting to see unfold, is that Disney debunked both of those and also called the blog unscrupulous. Like they they called them and they said it was coming from unscrupulous sources. This is also really funny to me too because Disney rarely will bring themselves down to the level to address rumors. Yeah. Like they're normally way above that because yeah. they're Disney. Like they don't they don't need to engage with people generally. But I do wonder if some of these were like, you know, th- those rumors may have seemed credible enough that 
like people who work at Country Bear Jamboree might have been like, hey, is my job going to be yeah, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting because they, there was another, I don't remember if it was when these originally came out, but a friend of ours was like, oh, uh, gee, did anyone notice which news uh outlet didn't get a a press pass to galaxy's edge and so there was sort of a like do we think he's trying to drive traffic to his site when these originally came out because he didn't have like he knows he's not going to be getting the coverage of galaxy's edge when it opens and the denial to galaxy's edge certainly comes from the fact i'm sure that wdwnt is always throwing out rumors like this and and kind of creating drama around the parks. I even really wonder if uh, my my personal conspiracy theory uh, is just that uh, these were were rumors at a time when WDWNT didn't have anything juicy, and because they're not going to be at the the opening of Galaxy's Edge, they were just like, well, we need something to drive traffic, so let's pick a couple of things that. Uh, are old and may not have the best attendance and make it seem like they're going to close just to drive traffic. And, I mean, they're rumors, so they don't so you have think to they be made credible. Them up. I think yeah. they made them up. I yeah. think they're completely well, we've fabricated. Heard there's a- because they're believable in that kind of like, oh, no, please let that not be true. But I'm, I fear for exactly those two things yeah. going away. The other conspiracy, another friend flagged, was our conspiracy theory was a Twitter theory that Disney has been leaking things to specific departments to try and figure out who is leaking to WDWNT. And in WDWNT's big old rant about... Wah, and I've been right about rumors before, and I'm really a fan, and blah, 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 blah. He says that all, you know, his sources are people at Disney who are just fans, and they're not paid for anything by me, and it's just that they want to make sure that news gets out. So, like, that's the narrative that he's pushing, is that, like, he does have sources, and so it does make the idea that, like, Disney's trying to out those sources, which I may have done a few times on Live Journal when I was younger, when people were leaking things about me on CGL. Whoa, that's a throwback. Um, they they were using that method to, like, try and vet them out and find them. It's also entirely possible that Disney is getting even more protective of their stuff after incidents like Backdoor yeah, Disney. Yeah, like Backdoor Disney. Yeah, because yeah. they, at this point, realize that they are at risk of sort of rabid, uh, air quote, fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, who are, again, really just looking for attention. Or in the case of WDWNT, like, this is a business. Yeah, like they revenue. are They the are just trying to make get, ad revenue. The more clicks you get, the more money you make. And he's like, sw- again, in his little post about it, he was like, that's not what this is about. But... All, and he also calls out how much money he's donated to charity. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, there's there's a, the more clicks, you, the reason clickbait exists is because the more clicks you get, the more money you make with ads on the internet. And he is one of the worst in terms of the way he titles things and the, the things he chooses to break like these particular rumors. Because those are things that are absolutely beloved and you're going to have a shit ton of fans freaking out about it. Taking a step back, as someone who works in internet advertising, uh, go figure. Part of the reason that clickbait works is that the same suckers who will click on the clickbait are also the suckers that you're targeting with your ads. Right, so right. it's it's this awful cycle, and yeah. it just it clickbait feels predatory to me, it which is. is why uh, 
you know, it doesn't really feel like a fan news site. It feels yeah. like a site that is preying on Disney fans, yeah. which is just not a good look. And it, it kind of has rubbed me the wrong way yeah. more and more over and time. And it, it sucks because, like, he, I feel like, has been affiliated with EZWDW, who I really like. But, like, Josh is just kind of snarkily doing reviews. He's not, yep. like breaking news this way and one of the things that so like the other thing is that like fans have really piled on and this whole thing's a goddamn mess like some people are doing the like stop being so mean to each other and it's like but at the same time do you have an obligation to journalistic integrity when you're running a fan news site like this like where is the line of it's about ethics in Disney fan blogging um (laughs) (laughs) where is the line of like how much you have to vet or how careful you have to be or how respectful you should be. Like, I don't know. I am not a like philosophical journalism ethics person, but I do think that um, there's a certain obligation to present the truth. Um, if you're running a site that is called Walt Disney World News Today, and I know he flags them as rumors, but still, if you say rumor from a credible source, people are going to take that as as gospel. So I think I think that it's hard to tell externally whether or not there's an ethical issue here uh, of a significant degree. The ethics of sharing uh, rumors from inside sources is something that I don't want to address because I frankly don't have the the uh, the time or the background in yeah. ethics uh, to to really address that well. But the big thing is if. WDWNT did not make up these rumors and did get them from a believed credible source. If they're being presented in a clickbaity way, that's kind of crummy and right, I personally dislike it. Yeah. Um, but it's not quite crossing the line that I think it would be if they are just blatant falsehoods yeah, that are being lying. presented. Yeah. Because yeah. again, you can present rumors as a kind of truth if it is the truth that you heard those rumors uh, from a semi-credible source. Right, right. Um, if you are just making shit up to get people to click on your site, that's crappy and unacceptable. Yeah, so yeah. we can't really know that unless someone with more inside knowledge yeah. were to call them out. The world so may never know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that at this point, I don't think WDWNT has crossed a line that I think is like a journalism ethics issue even if I don't like their, their advertising style. and right. style yeah. approach. Yeah, it's just um, that they're more like a tabloid than a, right. than exactly. a real exactly. newspaper. Well, yeah. and, and that's the thing is that tabloids are kind of notorious for just making shit up, anything to, to yeah. make a headline yeah. because they can. Sorry, so they're but, like more of a tabloid or even more of like a New York Daily News or like a Boston Herald. Where right. like, even if they are telling the truth from a reputable source, they like make it they, right. they it's just very they, sensationalized they sensationalize and, yeah. it yep. yeah yeah it's it's it is they are definitely on that sort of fringe and it sucks because like there's a significant team there and like they do report on real things that happen they do break actual news and well, i'm sure they do do some good but you, and i'm annoyed by that too because it's one of the first places that i end up seeing it because google loves them so i much. told google to stop showing me their yep. as a news site today. Yep. i was like forget it fine i'll i'll figure i'll learn from somewhere <laughs> else if shit's going on at disney but but i think that's the issue is that there, there are people who do this in a way that makes them seem like fans. And Walt Disney World News Today is not a site that is doing it that in the way that makes them seem like fans. It, they are doing it in a way that makes them seem like, haha, I need to make my money. I'm going to make my money by doing 
again, ethically a little things. And that's the struggle that I have is that I think there's just a, it doesn't feel like a fan site. It feels like, um, someone who's trying to like, like not spy is a weird word because Disney is like a giant corporation, but it does feel like it's more of a, a voyeuristic. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's like it's like if someone tried to say that you know oh yeah the the paparazzi oh yeah they're just really big fans of those celebrities right no right, they're right. not that's what they're it feels just like. getting a buck out yeah of it, and that's know? what it feels like that's and, what it feels like and it's yeah. fine I mean people can people can report on things that they're not a fan of that's not this part it's the fact that they present themselves a certain way and have kind of behaved in a way that makes other fans you know either really upset or puts them in a weird position or whatever it is, um, and are now, now everything is all gross and dramatic and strange. And like, just don't be so freaking clickbaity guys. And it would probably be fine. And you would still probably make a zillion dollars off of that website, even without being super clickbaity because they have the ability to report on everything. Cause they're down there or whatever. Like it's, that's the thing to me. I'm like, why do you even need to be clickbaity? Why can't you just report on the stuff that you know how to report on. Just yeah, my assumption on. there is just in trying to make a business out of it, it's kind of easy to fall into the trap of doing the things that make you more money and get you more traffic, yeah. uh, even if you don't feel great about them. Well, and I and can I'm, identify with this, again, working mm, in the yeah. internet advertising space. Yeah, it's like, but, oh, that's, that's not great. But it is, again, it is different in a community like this where... Yeah. Um, people are not treating them like the Disney branch of a major newspaper. Right. They are treating them like a fan site and yeah. sort of expect them to be a part of this community rather than just profiting on this. Well, community. and like we've seen people who have built businesses, have are self-employed now making Disney content, uh, who refuse to do clickbaity stuff, refuse to you know, go in directions that they don't feel are ethical for them. And that's, I think, the the thing for me is maybe I'm a little spoiled because one of right. the people I follow the most in the Disney community is someone who's very much like that and very careful about not sensationalizing things just to get views. And I think right. that's, like, probably why this is, is hitting me even harder is it's just, like, can you just fucking calm down and, like, be a news reporting site and, like, just right. it, tell it us Right, it feels like a little bit of a betrayal, you right. know? That's, yeah. That's all. It's yeah. not, it, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say that they're all bad people or anything no. like that. Um, but it feels like a little bit of a betrayal. Yeah. That's all. And he's gonna be fine. Like, the oh, thing yeah. is, oh, like, yeah. that site is never going down. Like, yep. they are a cornerstone of basically, like, the Disney reporting from the outside community so like they're gonna be fine i just wish that this whole thing hadn't blown up i wish that they hadn't done the stupid shit they did in the first place it's time for the silly shit in disney films corner this is funny because this has been on the list of silly shit topics for a while and Zootopia is literally playing on two TVs in this house right now. <laughs> um, why the fuck does the popsicle juice come every day in Zootopia? Because Nick says that he's been doing this every day for 12 years to Judy when Judy calls him out on scamming. Like he specifically says like, this is what I've been doing for every day. And she calculates 
what money he would have made and how many taxes he would have paid, blah, blah, blah. She calculates all of that out. It doesn't sound like he has different things. He's like different cons he's running every day. Right. And Does he go to different elephant treat shops? How would he do that if the elephants wouldn't normally sell him a pop? What is, wh- how is he running this fucking scam? Also, e- even then, even if he's, let's say there are 12 elephant treat shops, that still means that more than twice a month, right. he's showing up to the same treat shop with a, an elephant baby on their birthday right. running the same scam. Right. Like maybe the turnover at elephant ice cream shops is really high. Right. So they never deal with the same worker twice. I just don't, but. I don't, like he, he's exactly specific that he's been doing the same thing every day for the, and I'm just like, how many popsicle shops are there? How does this scam function? Do you go outside of Zootopia's like proper downtown? Do you, or, or maybe like in the Tundra Town one, like there's a polar bear shop that's got really big, like I don't, I don't know. Like, are there different yeah. large animal uh, ice cream shops in each well, district? Didn't she know where to find him because she was waiting for him to be doing the same when she went back to find him? Right, that's true. She, yeah, like, no, ambushed him yeah. doing his routine. He's doing the same scam. I don't... So... I don't get it. Yeah, so th- there are a lot of questions about Plot the source holes, of these, these popsicles. Yeah. Um, and it also really brings into question... Uh, the the variable pricing here because <clears throat> if you think about animals of very different sizes mm-hmm. um it doesn't change how much it costs to produce a thing so like you know the tiny popsicles that they're producing and selling for a, a buck or two each like as compared to an elephant popsicle like that elephant popsicle should have been like a 200 dollar popsicle but it wasn't but it wasn't. Yeah. And the, the challenge here is that physical size uh, does scale significantly in the cost factor, but mental labor and things like that. Like, I don't think, you know, the little, what are they in business suits? Like lemmings. Lemmings. Um, like, I don't the think that they are Disney proportionally less smart yeah. in the Zootopia universe than big elephants. And therefore, you know. Well, only one of them has to be less smart because these are the Disney lemming myth lemmings. Um, oh, right. That as as soon as one goes over, they all follow. Right. More I meant that like their income, you know, would reasonably right. be uh, similar to the income of a oh, large yeah. animal. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. a large animal needs more food yeah. than a small animal. Yeah. So, I don't really I don't know, know how Zootopia's economics work. Yeah. Um, it uh, was... I just, also, I will have you know that I spelled Popsicle P-A-W-P-S-I-C-L-E in this document because that's what they are. They are Popsicles. In that's the how it's spelled, right? Pop- it yeah. is. Yeah, he has a sign. That's how devoted yeah. I am. Okay. I I'm, spelled it as it's spelled I'm, in the movie. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. I do, like, I love the concept. It just, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it is It is kind of a funny how? hole. It's it's a funny plot hole. Um they're everywhere. Well, and, and it's a difficult film for that because it, like, let's face it, there are so many things that make Zootopia impossible. Yeah. And we've already yeah. talked about some of them. Yeah. So it's not a huge stretch to be like, oh, yeah, he's been running the same scam every day. Oh, yeah. It's definitely repeatable. 
Right, and it's like, <laughs> absolutely not. It's yeah. like the least yeah. of the problems in yeah. the universe. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting universe. I love that movie, though. Like, that's it, it is honestly, like, it's really gone up my list the more times I've watched it. Um, it it's just, I, I think it's great. Yeah, it's I think so it's, it's interesting. Of all the, uh, there are a lot of modern films that we've seen that the first time we saw, we were like, yeah, that was pretty good, or that was okay. Um... Uh, the Good Dinosaur is a good example Ugh. of like, you know, that's okay. But I like it a lot more having watched it again. What, The um, Good Dinosaur? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that one's grown on me some. Yeah. And I feel like Zootopia is an example of one where I was like, that was a damn good movie. Yeah. And then since then, it's now become a beloved yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. It's a real, it's, it's a real good one. And I, just, I reference stupid shit from it a lot. <laughs> like, I do the like... Blood, 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 and death, <laughs> like about random shit. So I, it's it's quotable and it's fun and I really like it a whole bunch. And it, it doesn't stress me out too much. Yes, like yes. It, the, the drama in it is short-lived enough in any given moment that it doesn't stress me out or give me yes. extreme anxiety until we get there. And because I know it's coming now too, like the... Right. The Nick being snarky mm-hmm. about forgiving Judy mm-hmm. um, is now one of my favorite moments. Whereas yeah. at the time, like the first time I watched that, I was crushed. It's I was like, no, yeah. please. I actually, I quoted it yesterday to you in the car. When oh, we were getting yeah. out of the car at the house. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> that <laughs> tiny little fucking Jersey vole is my favorite. Shrew is my favorite fucking thing. Yeah. She's hilarious with her goddamn bumpets in her hair. <laughs> Well, if you have an idea of how this might be possible or if uh, we are obviously wrong and this is not a plot hole and you have six or seven reasons why that you can enumerate for us, uh, please reach out to us and let us know uh, because we are uh, always happy to be wrong in cases like this because uh, I would love for this film to be perfect and not have any holes at all. (laughs) They all have holes. Everyone does. That's been our show. Um, if you have feedback, you're leaving that in. You can't I'm leaving edit that it out. in. Yeah. Um, if you have feedback like that, you can go to boardandsassy.com and click on contact and fill out the contact form there. Um, you can also do that if you just have general feedback about things or complaints about the tone of my voice or um, ideas Ooh, for. I'm going to fill that out. Fuck you. (laughs) Or ideas for topics or questions that you have, like if you're planning a trip or something and you want to ask opinions on stuff, um, let us know. If you use the Sam's Club AP hack and it still works, let us know. If you use Um, the AP Sam's Club hack and it does not work, please let us know. Please don't let, please forget that (laughs) you heard this. No, uh, no, it's it's a a real thing. Just make sure it still says like $865 or whatever. Um, and we also have a Twitter at Bored and Sassy. Uh, and you can tweet us there and we will see it. And we might, we could talk about things on the show if you want. And we're excited to be back. It's been a yes. long, long break for us because of uh, Oh, fuck, I should have said why. But yeah, I mean, the main reason is that we had, there are two reasons. But uh, one was just some cruddy little medical stuff that we're dealing with right now that hopefully is going to be fine. 
Um, but that derailed us a little bit. And then we went straight from that into both being involved in a community theater musical and having no spare time to do anything because I was on stage and Sam was running the sound. And so. we didn't have the equipment because the mic stands right. we're using right <laughs> they were now. literally were, being it, used. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was, that was, we just had a bit of a break there and uh, hopefully we'll just be back on a weekly schedule now. So, um, Thank you for listening as always. Hope you enjoy. And again, we really do love getting feedback. So shoot it over to us, whatever way works best for you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. That's a wrap.